How much is your business actually worth? That's something that as a business owner, you may want to know at some point in time, especially if you plan on selling your business or even a stake in your business. Because of course, you don't want to give it away for a little bit of nothing, right? I'm Khalilo Reynolds, and it's time for another episode of Money Moves, JA, brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's Business Advisory Service, giving you the tools to grow your business. Today, I'm joined again by Kevin Valley. He's Managing Director and a Chartered Business Valuator at Become Investable. Welcome back to Money Moves, Kevin. Thank you for having me again. It's so much fun being on this show, man. Glad to, <laughs> glad to be back again. So the last time we spoke about becoming investable, we also touched on valuation. And so let's start by figuring out what is valuation. Oh, man, I love that. I love that question. It's a very, um, very catch-all question. Okay, so valuation is really about determining the, the worth of an entity. Right. Um, if I could put that in layman's terms, it's about how much would that entity be worth in the market? Or we use this term fair market value. So what's the highest price that this this company or this this asset could fetch in the market between let's say hypothetical parties that aren't in, under any compulsion, they're not being forced to transact. So they they're transacting voluntarily. Um, and this is on on a cash basis. Or sometimes you know it might include cash and stock or whatever it is, but but yeah, so that's that's really what valuation is about. Is about is essentially the art and science of determining the worth of an entity or an asset. So why is it important for a valuation to be done on your business? Well, there might be might be a variety of reasons that you'll want to do a valuation in business. Most common, especially for um, small businesses, is that they might be looking to get capital to to grow or scale their business, or they may be the target of, of, a, of an acquirer. So they may be interested in selling their business. Um, when you look at the medium-sized business and the larger businesses, many times they may need to do a valuation um, just for, finance, for financial reporting purposes or audit purposes, just to justify to the auditor, okay, well, yeah, this company, we're valuing this company properly. We're not, you know, we're not overstating it. Or understating it. Another reason might be for tax purposes. You might, and in markets where you have like those very complicated and layered um, tax systems, for example, Canada, the U.S., Australia, what have you, you may you may want to get that valuation done just to make sure that you're you're being efficient on your taxes. Now, I would say I am not a tax expert by any means, but but yeah, that's definitely one reason to do a valuation. Another reason you might want to do a valuation. Let's say you own you own a business. And you're you're getting divorced, you're, so you're having a marriage separation, and you want to determine how we're going to divide the assets from the marriage. Because as you know, unless well, unless there's some sort of prenup in place or whatever, it's typically assets are split fifty-fifty. So you want to make sure that you that you you and your partner, well, you and your ex-partner, being treated fairly in that settlement. Mm, all very good reasons. And then, of course, if you're getting an investor, you need to know what the value of that company is. If it's an equity yes. investor and they're buying a stake in the company, how much should you sell it for? That's a very important question. And that depends on how much the business is actually worth. Exactly. Yeah. And evaluation would, would um, essentially be the starting point of that negotiation. It's very seldom that 
and then uh, um, a, a business owner will take their company, take an take a valuation of their company to an investor, and the investor just takes it as given. It's always it's always a negotiation. Right, because you may be in a, a very high growth industry, or maybe you just signed a contract, and so the business in five years is going to be worth a whole lot more than what it's worth today. So mm. you can use that as a, a negotiating point, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you, of course, you want to look at yeah, what's the what's the addressable market? What's your growth potential? And I mean, even in looking at any addressable markets, so you could say that your the total addressable market is something like three billion, but if at the end of the day, 2.995 of that um, 3 billion don't have never even heard of you, then I mean, is that really your addressable market? Is that really show growth potential? So it I means so addressable market and market opportunity is one thing, but you also need to be clear on your go-to-market strategy and your product market fit, as well as what makes you stand out in that in that market, why people will buy from you as opposed to other people who are already solving that problem that you're solving. And you mentioned taxes as well, tax purposes. Right now, I am supposed mm -hmm. to be filling out a statutory declaration. <laughs> Do I put my business's value on there or expected value? No, I did say I was not a tax expert. Yeah, you did say that. <laughs> you did give that disclaimer. But, um, but mm, you see, you're still holding it you're still holding that business usually when the um, taxes comes into place when you're disposing of an asset so then mm -hmm. you have to you have to pay capital gains tax or what have you so yeah so if it's still being held in your portfolio i i and again this is my non-tax expert opinion it's just me my evaluator opinion that you should still be able to hold it hold it on your books as at fair market value or even um or even cost you know so what however much you would have invested any in business to date Okay, so now I come to the big question. How right. do I know what my business is worth? And I know, you know, ideally it's best to just leave this to the professionals, find a valuator like Kevin <laughs> Valley and have him do all the maths and tell you how much it's worth. But suppose I just need a ballpark figure for whatever reason. How do I get a good idea of what my business could be worth? Okay, okay, so you want to go ahead and... um and perform a valuation of your business. All right, so I mean, yes, that is a, a big um, technical endeavor. But what I can tell you is, what I, could, what I could go over with you is what actually determines or influences the value of your business. So just kind of start at the high level and just kind of zone down. Usually valuation is done on two main bases. That's um, a liquidation basis. So let's say that your, your business it does not seem to be a going concern and it and it's not um, generating not expected to generate profits in the in the near future for investors and you expect to have that business that's closed down so you'll do a liquidation valuation there then there's the going concern basis so this is where you expect your business to be able to generate healthy profits for investors in the long term right so most of us will be doing a going concern valuation all right so now that you're doing a going concern valuation there are three there are three methods right well sorry three approaches that you'll use to to do a valuation there are the asset approach so that's the asset or cost approach asset or cost approach so that assumes substitution that that is saying that a market player will not necessarily want to pay more for a business than it will cost to rebuild reconstruct that business himself right so you look at replacement cost or um 
or that sort of thing. All right, and then you have market approach. That looks at the cost of, that looks at what companies like your business are currently being traded for on the public stock exchange or what have private companies been sold or purchased at, you know, in the market. And then you have the income approach. And this is where we'll focus our attention because, again, this income approach is based on future cash flows or future earnings, future profits or future cost savings. All right. And then you want to look at what determines your value of your business, right? So what makes what gives your business a defensible valuation? So like I was saying earlier, a valuation is usually the starting point of a negotiation, be it for financial reporting with the auditors or what have you. You always have to you, know, you always have to defend that valuation. If you want to go to an investor or an acquirer, you have to defend that valuation. So I've I've come up with just being through doing my analysis and whatnot. I've come up with seven main factors that determine the defensibility of a company's valuation. All right, and again, we'll start top down. Right. So the first thing is the market environment, and this includes the economy, industry. And then it kind of goes on into competitive advantage. So economy. So we're looking at the economies that that the company, that the co company's customers are in or that the, that, the, um, that the company serves. So if, you're com if you have a company that has head office in Jamaica and Trinidad, you want to look at, okay, so what's the economic growth rate or the forecasted economic growth rate in Jamaica and Trinidad? You want to also look at the particular industry that you're in. So... You know, they talk about headwinds and tailwinds. Headwinds refer to trends that trends that could go against you, that could go could go against your favor of, of your business. For example, you're in the fitness business, or you're in your barbers, or any you're in any business that require people to be closely close and intimate. COVID nineteen was a headwind for you. All right, um, tailwinds. Now these are these are trends that kind of push you forward. They propel your business. So. You're in the business of doing online virtual events, online um, virtual communication, that kind of stuff. COVID-19, I mean, as, as bad as it was, was a, a tailwind for you. All right, and then it kind of goes down into your competitive environment. So what, what makes you different than other players in the market? All right. So the second factor would be the management. Who are the people on the team? Who are the... Who are the people running the business and how deep is the bench to make sure that the company could execute on what it set out to execute on? Third, and this is a big one, the third one is the cash flows, right? So most of the, most of the income approach valuations, be it discounted cash flow, capitalized cash flow, capitalized earnings, discounted future earnings, what have you, they're, they're based on the cash flows of the business. So of course, this comprises of your revenue generation, Right, so we spoke about product market fit, identifying a target customer, how you're maintaining those relationships with those customers to keep them coming back, and on and so on. Then you have expense control, right? So how's your relationship with your suppliers, or what about how are you paying your you know your staff members, your team members, or what have you? And I mean, just want to stick a pin right here. A very important thing to look at when valuing, especially small businesses, is you evaluator. Sorry, oh, an acquirer. When if somebody's going to acquire your business, they're going to they're going to assume that they're going to be paying market rate salaries. So a lot of small businesses, because they're starting out, you know, the owner 
the owner slash operator might say, okay, well, I will just take a, I'll take a very nominal salary. I won't take what I will be able to fetch in the market if I were to go and get a job. Mm-hmm. When doing evaluation, you wanna you wanna assume that because again, you're looking forward, you're, you're looking forward into the business, and you're gonna assume that when the business has been acquired or whatever, you're gonna be paying uh, market salaries. Usually, what people do is they, they deflate their salaries. No, oh, deflate. Yeah, deflate because yeah, your your business is small. You want to keep your expenses low, so you say. No, but well, I mean, right. when so when you're about to sell, because you'll mm-hmm. deflate the salary now because you're managing all the expenses yourself. Yes, right. But when you're about to sell, you're gonna inflate your salary. That's what a lot of people. Do. No, you're not. You're not. Well, you're not supposed to. You're not <laughs> supposed to inflate it. But what you want to do, you wanna you wanna map it to what a market person, so what what a market CEO would receive or a market CFO mm-hmm. would receive, you know, just again, because you wanna you want to be prudent, you wanna make sure it's defensible, you wanna make it make sure it's something you could justify. Right. But I figured that cash flow would be a very important one in determining valuation. As a small business owner, you, you tend to think, okay, so my business is bringing in twenty million dollars a year, so I have a twenty million dollar business. But mm-hmm. you're saying that there's much more that goes into it than just the cash flow. Yeah. So, so there's, yeah, there's more. Sorry, I know I spent some time on the cash flow. All right. So uh, aside from the cash flow, you have what's the cost of capital, right? So, and th- again, this is based on your capital structure, how much debt you have in business versus how much equity you have in your, you have in your business. And those, your debt and equity would have required returns by those investors. So for equity, you're looking at, you know, your risk-free rate, the premium for being equity versus debt, and of course, you know, your, your company-specific risk and what have you, you know, various risk premiums. Then you want to look at your financials. You want to make sure these financials are reliable. So are they, are they be, been prepared by an auditor? Are they prepared by a certified accountant? Are they management prepared? Or do they even exist, right? Many times you don't have financials and stuff in place. And um, another aspect of your financials is your asset base. So a, a nice sanity, sanity check for the minimum level that your company should be worth is the, the value of the actual physical assets within the business, right? Because if, for example, again, going back to liquidation, if you, if you have to sell your business in a fire sale, it might just be worth what the, what the hard assets are worth in the, in the market at that point in time. So you, that would be like the, the low, the floor level of your valuation. And does that include your trademarks? Mm, yes. If yes, if your brand, yes, because your, your brands would have value and the trademarks are, are the intellectual property that protect your brands. So yeah, if, if, if you're able, I mean, again, if your trademarks have value, if your brands have value and you're selling your, selling a business to, to somebody else, yes, that, that, um, that intellectual property does have um, value in the marketplace, and I mean IP valuation is a could be a separate could be a separate valuation as done, and yeah, that's a, a service that um, I, I offer as well. All right, so aside from financials, the sixth thing is your, of course, your strategy, right? So your your strategic planning, review, implementation, the forecast that you prepare, that you um, your financial forecast that you prepare for your business, that um, a valuator will take and discount or whatnot, and then also your track record in achieve in hitting your forecast. So if your forecast always looking like this, but you never really achieve them, then evaluator, an investor, an acquirer, even your auditor look might look at it and say, mm, all right, let's just discount that by 50, 60, 70%. All right. And the last thing that um, determines the defensibility of your valuation 
of course, is your systems, you know, so your operational systems, your procedures in place to make sure that you could continue serving, serving your customers, that you have business continuity, or maybe even like customer data protection, digital transformation, digitalization, and um, that sort of thing. So I know I said a lot just now, just, just to recap the seven there, you have market, you have your market environment, you have the management team, you have cash flows, you have cost of capital, financials, strategy, and your systems. Very good. So Kevin, before we go, I hear you have some big stuff coming up. What's that? Yeah, so um, at the Become Investable side, we've been working on a few years on developing our methodology and it continues to improve, right? You know, those whole six metrics that we look at firm for companies to determine how investable they are if they're ready to go ahead and attract the funding they need to scale a business so we have a scorecard that's coming up and it should be it will definitely be out by the time this interview is and people could go ahead and click through the scorecard it's going to take about 10 minutes and it's just it's um some questions yes no yes i have this maybe what have you and we're going to evaluate your company based on our six metrics again, that's you know the people, your customers, your competitive advantage, your corporate governance, your financial controls, and of course your financial data, which indicates if you're ready to face investors. So in doing this report, you'll also get gap, a gap analysis on where, on what's missing in your business and how you could go ahead and close those gaps. So you could go ahead and log on to becomeinvestable.com. That's B-E-C-O-M-E-I-N-V-E-S-T-I-B-L-E.com and go ahead and take that scorecard. All right. Kalita, thanks again for having me. This has been amazing. Thanks, Kevin. Looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to click on that link. All I right. want to know what KRM is worth. <laughs> <laughs> well, my guess is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this money. <laughs> thanks, Good Kevin. Time. All right. Bye-bye. And here's a recap of Kevin's main points. Evaluation is an assessment of the worth of an entity or asset. There are three approaches used when determining the value of your business. They are the asset approach, the market approach, and the income approach. The minimum that your business should be worth is the value of the company's physical assets. That's it for this episode of Money Moves JA, brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's business advisory service, giving you the tools to grow your business. Visit their website, eximbankja.com, and visit my website, kalilareynolds.com, for a summary of this episode. Ha, ha, ha.